1: From Red Raider Outfitter outside Jones Stadium, Rock 101 Sports presents The Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Free Game. Starring Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and host of the Rockin' Free Game, Jeff Scott.
2: The answer is to eliminate bad football, um, play better football, all the way across the board as a football team. And so uh, that's what we're really going to push for this week. All right. Ready for uh, ready for some Texas Tech football
0: tonight? Six o'clock kickoff. You got Tarleton State coming to uh, to town. It's the first ever meeting between Texas Tech and, and Tarleton State. Were you aware of that, Pete? I, I
3: was because I had not really known too much about Tarleton yeah, State me either. Yeah, yeah. so you
0: well, know, like I guess they uh, moved up from Division Two years ago. FCS. Now. Yeah, they're
3: in the uni- some UAC that's uh, the United. Atlantic Sun and WAC
0: coming right, together. Yeah. So, anyway, that's Tech's opponent tonight, and a game that, um, you know, this is the, a game that, this is the kind of game you'd like to be your first game of the year. Yes. You know, when you're just coming and out of the it usually and is. Some, right. Most of the time. So, to have this one be the third game of the year after already, you know, Wyoming and Oregon, it would have been better if it would have been Tarleton State, Wyoming, then Oregon, perhaps. Sure. But it doesn't always work out that way, does it? Does it does so. Um, all right, well, coming up on the show today, we've got a lot to get to here. Joining us will be former Red Raiders Ryan Acock and Keenan Ward. We'll do some rockin' research with Byron Anderson, the voice of the Tarleton State Texans. Jarrett will talk about the top ten recruits of all time for the Red Raiders and how they performed ultimately. And uh, we'll rock and roll, we'll give you some rockin' predictions and get you ready for the game, of course. And uh, Jarrett, I guess, is... Uh, little under the weather. Be still with us on the show today, fighting through, and uh, we'll be uh, on via the phone today. So we'll see how that goes. So, uh, but as always, we started with the Rockin'
1: Reality Check. Checking the pulse of Red Raider Nation with our Rockin' Reality Check.
0: All right, Pete, why don't you get it, get it going there? Yeah, you know, uh, the,
3: the world of sports has changed with social media. Um, just, you know, I, I, just, what people write is sickening. What are you referring to? Just, you know, people, I, and you know, most of it isn't even tech fans. It's people getting on there. Oh, you're going to lose to a high school team today. Oh, this guy should be fine. You know, everybody hides behind somebody, their little keyboard. Was in
0: your DMs with something you didn't like. I, I don't know. I was,
3: yeah, so, you know, it, it's the way of the world. And so with that said, uh, I mean, they have to win this game today. They have to now one percent chance whatever the percent is if they don't i'm still going to root for tech uh you know it is what it is you got i mean you're either in with this team or you're out and if you're wavering on on the fence uh let me push you over because uh yeah i mean it's just nonsense and so you know we were hoping they're gonna be 2-0 and it didn't happen uh the first game i was gutted i was upset uh, last week not as much although you know you're up by nine uh, is that, yeah, 27 18 going into the fourth? Uh, they could have won that game. So they could easily be 2 and 0, but uh, you know, you don't look in the rearview mirror. You got to move forward, and you got Charlton State today. They're wearing white helmets for the first time in 10 years. They're saying, state's up, guns down. They're saying they can't wait to come to Lubbock and, and beat the Red Raiders, averaging 52 points a game. Uh, it's up to Tech to, to prove them wrong and so uh let's get it done today and and then you then you move into the big 12 where you're zero and zero and so you got a second season but uh tech zero and two first time since 1990 uh, 11th time overall and the previous 10 times only led to one winning season
0: so uh, i hope this group can can turn it around and get it done by the way texas tech is three and seven all time in uh, the third game of the season after an zero and two start Really. So, yeah, so again, it's the and two start kind of historically has has kind of said what you need to. It goes back to the thing about you are what your record says you are. Yeah. And that's why and two now it's not good. But right. but, historically, but you know, again, when you look at what they are in the third game, it it hasn't been great. So hopefully this is an anomaly.
3: Well, and usually it's Murray State. It's uh, you know, uh Central Arkansas. It's these right? teams they usually play. I think next year uh they got Abilene Christian, I believe. So you know, it is what it is, uh, but they got to get it done today. They have to get it done today.
0: All right, and uh mentioned he's uh, on via the phone. Can we can we go to Jarrett now for some rockin', rockin reality check?
4: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Uh, man, you know I hate to miss uh, any show, but especially there at the Jones for a home game. Uh, i got some kind of flu horribleness, uh, so I figured it would be best for all involved for me to stay away. But, uh, yeah, big game, like Pete said. Uh, you know, 0 and 2 start. I mean, that's the reality. Uh, the game at Wyoming was crazy. I think it gutted the whole fan base. And uh, you know, they they played well against Oregon, but made too many mistakes, too many turnovers, and, and they lost against a you know a highly ranked, a, a really good team. Now you got Tarleton State, and as Pete said, Texas Tech has to handle its business, and I expect them to. Uh, no matter who the you know who's playing first, second team, I expect the Red Raiders to have success today. If they don't, then we have way bigger problems than what we thought. Uh, but I really don't expect that to happen. Although Charleston State's 2-0, and averaging 52 points a game, all of that, I still expect Texas Tech to come out play really well. And then, like Pete said, they go into Big 12 play. They uh, start off at, at West Virginia, a team they've had a lot of success against here recently, and then they host Houston. So, Another team they've had success against recently, so could be a really good start to Big 12 play, uh, potentially, and you could really get things off to a good, good foot in conference play and get the season turned around. There's some things we need to see from this team. Uh, to me, for one, you gotta start winning the turnover battle. You can't keep turning the ball over the way you are, and you gotta start creating those turnovers. And then also you gotta get a pass rush, which would, you have to start Consistently putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and I think that will help in terms of creating turnovers. But beyond that, I hope there's no big injuries, and uh, Texas Tech wins going away today.
0: All right, my rock and reality check would just come down to you know I, I try I was I was you know I was like most people I was expecting a you know nine or ten win season, and not that that's out of the question now, but it, it did kind of put a damper on these first couple of games. Um, so you know me, I'm always pessimistic. Jeff, I, was, I thought I was quite optimistic this year. You were. I was Sick. out of character. I let myself do that. You, know? you were. And uh, you know, so I've I've had to, uh, you know, kind of te- I have to temper the uh, expectations just a tad. Are you dialing it back? Uh, I did dial it back after yeah. last week. I did dial it back, and uh, I don't know. But this, you know, the Big Twelve still out in front. There's a lot of good things that could still happen, but it's just that that 0 and 2. Sometimes you're 0 and 2 because there's a reason you're 0 and 2. So mm-hmm. hopefully. You know, again, anomaly. They go on a big winning streak here and turn things around, and it'll it'll be all right. But yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic now, where okay. I was stupid optimistic, right? And so, I got you. there you go, cautiously what's, optimistic. What's
5: the difference between cautiously and stupid? Uh,
0: well, is it like well, initially optimistic. Wins? You know, I I I said ten wins, yeah. and uh, then uh, cautiously optimistic now is you know maybe maybe seven or eight. Okay, you know.
5: I, I like. I'm just,
0: i i like, telling you, I'm just, like
5: cautiously optimistic, Jeff.
0: Right. Well, you know, I don't want to be completely pessimistic, but uh, it, you know, so I'm, I'm struggling. But, but I think for me, that's actually uh, that's going out. I was impressed. You, you
3: said nine or ten
0: wins. Right. I was, I was don't real impressed. Do that. How, when, I didn't time even know you if it ever was heard you. me be never, that
3: optimistic. Never. So I appreciate that. But you know, another thing that's going to happen today is Texas is hosting Wyoming at home, and once they win they going to get on my facebook and, and we beat them, you didn't and I, I, disgusting so i'm really hoping wyoming can win today it's funny how much time texas fans spend yeah i don't there are a lot of mocking about texas tech and so, it's you really know hilarious. i can't discriminate but man i i just it, it
0: riles me yeah well that's why they do it See, now they know they're getting on oh. your skin there well then i won't be riled anymore <laughs> <laughs> i didn't
5: think Jared, about how it. does the message boards go when texas fans <laughs> chime in do they get do they jump on texas tech message boards and get snarky
1: of course. <laughs> that's, all,
0: that's all that needs to be said, I guess, right there. Yeah. yeah. Of course. They all need right. somewhere to go. Yeah. Uh, that's true, yeah. And they um. come to Tech. Yeah. <laughs> all right. A uh, couple things here before we get, to get on with the show here. But uh, earlier this week uh, in the uh, press conference and all, Coach McGuire uh, was asked about and uh, commented about eliminating bad football, like four turnovers and so forth. I
2: think every time you go through stuff – uh, there are always other factors involved. And some of the factors involved are uh, whether it be an O-lineman, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a call by the uh, coach that puts a player in a bad situation, and then you go back and you blame it on that one guy. Um, the one thing that I've always told my quarterbacks, I told Gino this after the Wyoming game, um, you will always get the blame or the credit as the head coach or the starting quarterback. And you got to understand that that is the position you're in. Um, we have the biggest targets, the easiest targets, and I totally get that. Uh, I'm I'm 100% all in on that, and uh, I know Tyler is too because he's he's definitely a pro. But you know I I do not think that we are losing the football games at the quarterback position. I know there's a uh, a lot of people that would disagree with that and. Hey man, I get it, uh, and totally understand it. But when you do that, go back and it's easy, you recorded the game, I rewatched the T V copy. Um the great thing about technology today, you can slow a lot of stuff down, uh, see where the pressure came from and uh see what kind of technique that guy played with, and then all of a sudden it's well, maybe we need another this, maybe we need another that, maybe we need another this, maybe we need another that, you know. That's not the answer. The answer is to eliminate bad football.
0: Like four turnovers. Um, all right, Jared also asked uh, Coach McGuire on uh, whether or not Baron Morton should get a look this week.
2: We were talking about that earlier. It, it, it's uh, the easiest thing to do as an observer is to follow the ball and watch the ball. Um, what we don't see is what went on in on everything. And unless you're studying the film or you're going back and 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 looking at exactly what happened, I always say, you know, there are points that, um, you know, Tyler said it on Saturday night—the interception after the block punt—he's going to take full credit, you know, that and responsibility for that. That you know, ball um, should have been thrown different. Uh, but um, I think every time you go through stuff. Uh, there are always other factors involved. And some of the factors involved are uh, whether it be an O lineman, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a call by the uh, coach that puts a player in a bad situation. And then you go back and you blame it on that one guy.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, there's always a million things in a game, and it's always the, the those big moments that stand out towards the end of a game or something like that 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 do always get usually the, the most credit for being the thing that caused the loss or whatever but it's it certainly the four turnovers can be explained away a certain thing but it's still that was a major factor in the game the uh, analytical uh, call to uh, go for it on fourth down your own territory down there. That was certainly a critical yeah, I moment. Like that. And Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I've given the, the whole analytics thing all week has been like one of the biggest uh, topics of, of all, I think. And, you know, lots of teams are, use analytics. NFL uses analytics. I mean, it's got its place. But I always look at it like in my own job. I mean, you know, in, in, a, in the radio business, we have analytics for lots of things. I mean, about what songs to play, what songs do people like. That's the science of it. And then there's the art of my years of experience of certain things and knowing I live in Lubbock, Texas, and I know certain things right. about the people of Lubbock. And I can look at analytics of things and certainly get a great picture of probably 90% of everything. But it's the other 10% of the art in my experience that tells me that, you know what, okay, I see that, but I think I would probably do a little of this as well. And that's where I think a, a, you know, a football coach, you've got lots of experience. You've seen a lot of things. You feel certain things in a moment even though analytics may tell you this one thing, I just don't, I don't know how you can be 100% analytics and zero of the art. It's all science and no art. And I just, I don't know. I will never, no one can ever convince me that that is a great idea to go 100% with analytics. And don't we have a great punter? We do, right? Yeah, so a very good I don't so, understand it. So anyway, that was one of the one of the biggest things of debate. You know, the turnovers and certainly that call that a lot of a lot of people just were like, "Man, I, I don't get that." But uh, we got a lot to get to today, and when we come back here, Jarrett. Uh, you know, he always uh, gives us all the uh, Texas Tech recruiting news. But today, Jarrett is going to talk a little bit about the top ten recruits of all time for the Red Raiders and how they ended up performing. This should be very interesting. So we have got that coming up next.
1: Inside the Red Raiders football recruiting with 24-7 sports, Jared Johnson.
0: All right, so uh, it's time to uh, get some recruiting. Uh, you normally, Jarrett, you'll get us a lot of uh, current recruiting news and stuff like that. I don't know if you got anything like that coming up today, Jarrett, but I do know that you're going to be talking about the top ten recruits of all time and uh, for Texas Tech and how they performed. And I want to mention we've got uh, former Red Raider Ryan Acock with us here uh, on the pregame today. We are going to be talking with him some more, but uh, feel free, Ryan. Uh, first of all, welcome, welcome to the show Thank you. today. And uh, yeah, if you have got any hear. questions for Jared or something, you can you feel free to jump right in here. We're we're glad you're here today. All right, so Jarrett, uh let, let's hear this breakdown of these top ten uh, recruits.
4: Well, actually there was current news that uh got me thinking about the top all time top ten recruits. Uh Micah Hudson committed or announced his commitment Monday, uh with you know, with much fanfare. And I think it took a lot of people by surprise. He even said publicly that uh Uh, In terms of the timing of of him announcing, he he didn't even tell the coaches he was going to announce publicly. He just did it, Um, and he wanted to help out the coaches after the 0-2 start, but that got me thinking, you know, okay, he's the all-time highest-rated commit in Texas Tech history, at least in the modern era. There may have been some guys that were like blue chippers that are on the same level as Micah uh, back in the day, but... Hudson's a five-star receiver out of Lake Belton, uh, Temple, Texas. He's ranked ninth nationally overall, number two wide receiver, and uh, number two player in Texas. And his composite ranking, which composite is an average of all the major recruiting ranking services—twenty-four-seven uh, Sports, Rivals, all that, ESPN—and uh, his average is ninety-nine six-one, which is almost a hundred, which is almost perfect. So it's hard to get much better than that, but. So he's the top spot, and there's nine other guys. And going down the list, uh, Johnny Mack checks in at number 10, uh, and he was a all-purpose back who, uh, back in uh, 2002, he signed with Texas Tech out of San Francisco City College. He never really had, like, a huge impact, about 500 yards from scrimmage, six touchdowns. He also was a pretty good kick returner at one point. He would go he would go on to play in the Arena League and the Canadian League. But uh, this is kind of a common theme. Um, either it's local guy or uh, current guys or guys that didn't really pan out like perhaps, uh, you know, Texas Tech was hoping. But number nine, and this is this is really nice, number nine on the list is Cheeto who's who joins Micah on the 2024 commitment list. He is a 6'3", 215-pound edge out of Saxey. Uh, Texas, and he's rated at with at uh, .9351, so it's really nice to have two of your top nine all-time recruits in the uh, current class, the class that's going to sign here in December. And then uh, checking in at number eight, uh, Baron Morton, number two on the depth chart, quarterback out of Eastland, uh, four-star, former Elite Eleven quarterback, of course, assigned in 2021 and uh, he checked in with a rating of .9356. So, you know, obviously his story is yet to be fully written, uh, but there's, there's a lot of high hopes for him. Uh, number seven is Dominique Wheeler. Uh, he, you know, he never, he, he, uh, he never really materialized. He ended up transferring to Lamar. He signed in 2012. Uh, he was a four-star athlete, kind of hoping to be an all-purpose back, and he never really saw the field transfer to Lamar, uh, but he w- he checked in at .9391. And then uh, rounding out uh, the, the top half of this top 10 list is Jason Morrow, who, of course, was an All-American. He's number six on the list. You know, he signed as a tight end out of San Antonio MacArthur. He checked in with a rating of point nine four three seven. So, and he's somebody who obviously would go on to play for the Jets, uh, tried to get on with the Chiefs there, uh, but had an All-American, terrific 2013 season as a junior uh, in Cliff Kingsbury's first season here at Texas Tech. The number five is Delvin Simmons. Uh, he signed in 2011, Defensive alignment out of Pennsylvania. He was part of a, a, one of Tommy Tellerville's uh, classes. And, uh, you know, he would go on to transfer to USC, start for the Trojans for a couple of years and had a cup of coffee with the Colts. Uh, but he did play for like three years for Texas Tech, so uh, he did play for a while. Uh, number four is Michael Starks, who's kind of taken on a legendary recruiting uh, status in terms of, like, the hype with him and for him to never really actually play. He signed in 2012. Um, very, very hyped very highly anticipated recruit, but um, didn't didn't ever really materialize either. Uh, so that was disappointing. Number three was Jack Anderson, uh, multi-year starter. Uh, you know, he signed. For, he's uh, in 2017, part of Cliff Kingsbury's, uh, one of his classes. Multi-year starter would be drafted by the Bills. of uh, uh, and then I think he's actually on the Colts right now, but he got hurt. He's on the Colts practice roster. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how his pro career, uh, you know, goes on. How he, how, if he could continue his pro career. And then uh, number two, Braden Falhoco, another Cliff Kingsbury uh, recruit. He signed in 2015. Some people even had him as a five-star. He was a composite four-star, rated at uh, .9752. He was an immediate starter, but uh, he ended up transferring to LSU where he started and played for a couple years. Um, He was, I believe, signed as an undrafted free agent by the Chargers and is on the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad as of now. And then you have Micah as number one, Micah Hudson, who just announced his commitment on Monday. So it's been an interesting top ten list. I think it shows that there's some really good players on that list, but uh, necessarily, you know, the potential doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to lead to stardom.
0: That's it's pretty crazy to hear some of those names you mentioned because I hadn't heard some of those. You, know, you just forget about like guys you know, it Delvin <laughs> Simmons and yeah, Dominique Wheeler. I mean, yeah. you remember the names at the time? How exciting that was. And like I said, nothing ever nothing ever happened with it. Man, that was, that was a trip down memory lane right there, man. That's
5: <laughs> there was yeah. one that, that reminded me of a transfer. The, the, the guy from Ohio State, we were talking about it earlier. Oh, Mike ago. Mitchell. Yes. Huh. Yeah, Mike was, Mitchell, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was another Ballyhood guy. He, he was like a five-star guy, wasn't he? Five-star from Ohio, Ohio State. State. He came here and never did anything. And uh, I don't know, there's been a lot of guys over, over time, you know, you think about that, that came in and that had all these accolades. Well, what was that guy? I think it was another defensive lineman back when you said Del- Delvin Simmons. It reminded me, wasn't it? Was it Leon Mackey? Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Guy? He was another yeah. one that came in pretty yeah. highly regarded. And he I th- he actually played, but I don't know that he ever played to the expectation, maybe of of the, of the hype. But yeah, it's, it's just it's crazy. How you, you forget some of those names over time. So, um all right. So, uh, Jerry, is there anything else to throw in? Any kind of recruiting? Anything else you got here t- today? Or do you need to go take your night? Well, pull? I'd
4: like to ask... I'd, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, no, I'd like to ask Ryan. Uh, I'm sure it's painful to listen to me trying to talk right now, but I'm trying. I'm, still, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get this done. But I want to ask Ryan about his recruitment, just what he remembers, who else he was considering, and just if he has any recruiting tools.
6: Um, I was not highly recruited. Uh, I don't think any of us guys during that time were highly recruited that came to Tech. Um... I had TCU, Rice, Army, Navy. They all wanted me to play quarterback, uh, which I was not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> Why? I, I just, I like, I'm a defensive guy. That's my mindset. I'm not finesse. I just want to come down and blow up people. And that's what I did when I came in here, and it kind of got me into the picture. And then uh, once I finally learned how to play the pass and hit, then I got a starting position. But I had to figure out, the difference, <laughs> but the recruiting trail for me, you know, coming out of Lubbock, man, nobody really—I don't know—they didn't rank us real high. And there was a lot of guys. Kevin Curtis, he wasn't highly recruited at all. Mike Smith wasn't highly recruited at all. Uh, Gabe Hall, I mean, not highly recruited at all. Uh, Aaron Humphreys, Aaron Humphreys went to Texas. Um, I think he had a couple options, but I mean, if you're you know, you go back, he's probably one you know one of the better defensive guys that ever come out of Lubbock. Dorian Pitts. Not highly recruited at all. For some reason, I feel like at that time, you know, West Texas just kind of got overlooked a lot, uh, as far as players. And we have a lot of uh, potential that comes out of West Texas. Um, I feel like now uh, there's a lot of guys out of West Texas that are starting to, you know, more highly prolific, uh, kind of out there now, you know, going to other schools, which I would love to keep them here, keep them home if we can at all costs. Uh, But I I feel like with the recruiting process now, there's more talk, there's more social media, right? All that. uh, Versus when I was coming through high school, we didn't have none of that. You were in the newspaper and that was it. And then wow. hopefully your coach sent your game tapes, your VHS tapes, on to somebody else.
0: <laughs> wow, that that is interesting. Here you mentioned social media because I mean that that's has, has become a tool where even a player on his own, I mean, he's got his huddle highlights and he's got all the things he can even on his own put out there yeah. and and get you know get more uh, well known but you're right because you know everybody talks about how isolated we are here which to me is a great that's one of the biggest selling points of west texas is being isolated from the rest of this stupid crazy world <laughs> but but yeah when you're a, a football player trying to get recruited back in the day i probably probably wasn't it wasn't a great thing so uh but yeah it is always it so you actually you played like i guess when you came in it was spike was the coach
6: spike right? dykes was yeah. my uh, coach that yeah gave me a scholarship uh, I was here for his last year. I was redshirted that year, though, and then uh, with Mike Leach for the next four years. Yeah. And then stayed on, set out a year, came back, and, and grad-assisted on defense under Leach era, for two and a half years. Well, we're gonna, you're going to stay around for another segment here in a few minutes. I, I want to
0: talk to you about uh, what it was like to transition from – playing for Spike Dykes, who, just a yeah. beloved coach, but just a, a great you know, just a character, you know? Yes. And, uh, and then transitioning into the Mike Leach years, who's a, a whole other character on the other end of the spectrum from Spike Dykes. They were both characters in their own right, but... I wouldn't say they were similar. So
6: uh but not, uh, not similar at all, but yeah. two highly respected guys yeah. and two guys that I love very much. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk a
0: little bit more about that. So Jarrett uh thank you for uh soldiering through and you know showing up for game day even when you when you don't feel your best. You sound you sound like you do. Uh
4: well I'm glad I sound better than I feel. <laughs> all right, well
5: he's call, he's calling from next to the so let us let
0: them go. All right, that's a little TMI there, Sean. But uh, Jared, I'm sorry that Sean had to uh, present that visual to do get, better, planes, yeah. <laughs> get better, James. But yeah,
5: get better, world.
0: All right, man. Uh, thank right. you, Jared. And, I, do I don't it. know. We're talking to Jared some more later on, or is, is, is that it? Okay, go go take go take a nap then, and uh, we we appreciate your uh, being here today. All right, so, yeah, we come back here, former Red Raider Ryan Acock still with us, and he'll join us for a whole other segment. We'll talk uh, talk uh, some of his thoughts about this current Texas Tech team, but, yeah, talk about what it was like playing for Spike Dykes and then, and then uh, you know, transitioning into the Mike Leach years and, I don't know, whatever, whatever else comes up here. It should be fun. So it's the Red Raider Outfitter rocking pregame live from outside Red Raider Outfitter uh, across from the Jones on Rock 101.1. A conversation with... It is uh, former Red Raider Ryan Acock, who was a safety here for Texas Tech from '99 till is 2003, right? Oh, three, yes. All right. Well, welcome to the Rockin' Pregame today, and uh, we're happy to have you here. We'll talk some uh, some of the current team and some of your memories from your time playing.
6: And uh, what do you what do you do these days? Uh, I'm in the oil business. All right. Uh, so I've got a well service company. My stepdad and I we run that. We've Got 16 rigs. Nice. And then we have a car wash company. That's me and my dad and my siblings on that side. Okay, all yeah. right.
0: Nice. I'm sort of in the oil business. I, I gas up my truck about uh, once, a, once a week or something. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, kind of affiliated. but You're, uh, you're paying for it. <laughs> I say, paying. I'm, I'm making a lot less than you are, I think, in, in the, the way I'm involved, though. So, you know. It but, but, comes uh, in spurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: got to ride it out. Right, down, right. Ride it out. Ride That's down, right. man.
0: Yeah, um all right, so uh talk about you know just your, your memories of uh you know when you were you were here playing at Texas Tech, you know, ninety nine to two thousand three. What what stands out most to you about your time
6: at Texas Tech as The player? guys that I played with, uh that stands out the most. Man, we had the chemistry that we had on those teams, it was just great. I wouldn't change anything for that. Uh you know, coming in under Spike Dykes, recruited by him off the of, you know, offered a scholarship. I didn't get to play that year as redshirted. Uh but I Highly respected, uh, Coach Dykes, and everything he did, everything he said, uh, he just had charisma that nobody else had. And then in comes Mike Leach, and man, we're talking about complete opposite of Coach Dykes, right? But at the same time, they're, they're, they were similar in how their their personalities were. They, you know, they weren't like just intense and just. They both had this charisma about them that was totally different, but it got to the players. And we wanted to play for coaches like that. They got us to rise up. Um, So, you know, in comes Leach. uh, Different character, man. Loved him to death. Played four years under him. And then got to coach with him for a few years. Uh, Learned a lot under him. A Lot of crazy stories that we could probably go into another time. Just (laughs) funny stories uh, about Mike Leach. Uh, But loved both of those guys. But yeah, the the best thing was playing with the guys that, you know, and we were talking about recruiting just a little bit ago. you know, I think all of the guys here at Tech during that time, none of us were highly recruited at all. I mean, our highest recruit was Michael Crabtree that came in in like 2008. That right. was after, way after me. Yeah. Uh, so you had Kingsbury, you had Welker. Welker didn't have a scholarship anywhere until we had one back out here, and then we offered him the scholarship last minute. And look at that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, just, you think about everything. I mean, all of the offensive linemen that came through here, I think that was the best offensive line for about... Seven, six, seven years there. Th- that offensive line that we have—I mean, oh my gosh—you put Mahomes with them that we when we had that off O <laughs> line. Or you put some of these other quarterbacks with them. Yeah. I mean, you're throwing up crazy numbers. Those guys could block all day long. Uh, so you know, I'm just going back and thinking about everybody. Uh, Shad Williams—he was a high high yeah, recruit for I us. Her shot, yeah, I Which he was my roommate. Uh, my sophomore year here, which you know, one of my best friends was at my wedding. Uh, which he coaches at Oregon now. Oh, so he okay. was here last yeah, week. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the game. We just talked about old times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably better, best that way.
6: <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's the chemistry, like I said, that we had, man. We hung out during pra- You know, during the locker room after uh, practice, after games, we all went everywhere together. It didn't matter color- what color we were. We were hanging out at the same joints, the same spots, yeah, the same houses. I mean, we were all together, and because of that, when you have chemistry, uh, you can make a Great run! You can go really far with chemistry. So it's Ryan Acock with us on the rock and pregame.
0: Uh, back to Leach here for a second. You know, you said he, you know he, he inspired you, and in, in, you know, in Spike, both of them were just the kind of the, the uh, kind of coaches that players wanted to play for. I've always been fascinated with with Mike Leach because you know when you just on the surface you see him talk and stuff, and you're sitting here, You know, I love, and I, I was a, a huge fan of Mike Leach. I, I am definitely in the camp of to me, Mike Leach was a was a great coach, and I was very sad the day that. Tech did what they did, but that's another story. But I always uh, am interested. How, what is it that Mike Leach, you know, because he was such a bizarre kind of guy, how, what, what was it that he did that connected with 18, 19, 20 year old players and how it made you want to play for him? Because he, like I said, he's just such a, he was such a bizarre character. What was it that he did that inspired you to,
6: you know, just want to play for him? He didn't hold back on us. We weren't soft then, but you could tell us anything you wanted. You could, cuss us up and down, you could roll us for days, make us throw up all day long, and we were going to sit there and we were going to take it, we were going to say, yes, sir, and go back to practice, go back and play. You do that with these kids now, you know, it's such a different society that we live in. You can't discipline, you can't do all of that. But because he did that, you know, and gave us opportunities to succeed, we respected that. I remember when he first came in and he's giving us a team meeting, we were like, what is he talking about? None of, we're all looking around like, who is this guy? What is he talking about? And he talked to us for an hour we're like, I still had no clue what he just said. And then we're all kind of like laughing, you know. But then he'd get your attention, man. Gosh dang, if you didn't do what he asked or what he wanted, uh, he'd get your attention quick. Yeah. Um, he was just a genius. Uh, like I said, he put us in great positions to win all the time. And, and the charisma that he had, since it was so different and it was so outside the box, I think that's what helped us succeed because that's how texas tech is right we're not that mainstream university of texas and a right you know we're all in the box and we do everything correctly this way that way man texas tech we're outside the box we're different we're in lubbock texas got to be a little renegade yeah you got this is west texas out here we're in the Heck middle of yeah. nowhere so we got to defend ourselves so when we had a staff come in like that it was like hey you had dana holgerson uh you had seth Trail who came from ou which i love one of my Good buds to this day. Played fullback there. Meathead. I love him. Uh, then you had Sonny Dykes, you know. And then you had Art Brawls that came in. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all these coaches, and they embellished Lubbock in what it meant to us here as West Texans. And so that's how we played on Saturdays. We weren't highly recruited. We're never given a chance, but we're going to come in there as the underdogs every game. And we're going to fight, man. We're going to fight like dogs. And we knew that. We had to. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not all the five-star guys. And five-star guys, I mean, let's look at the University of Texas. How, they get five-star guys every single year. What do they do with it? They don't have chemistry. Right. Okay, they're not tough. You tell a five-star guy what to do, a lot of them don't like that. Don't tell me what to do. I'll do it myself. You know, I, I know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm a five-star. I know what I'm doing, yeah. And, you know, I talk to my, my buddies that are still coaching NFL. Uh, you know, they, they talk about the guys that are first-round picks versus your middle-round picks to your late-round picks to even your free agents. These guys come in fighting. They want it. Right. And that reminds me of what we do here at Tech. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot of those coaches in the NFL, they're like, these first round guys kind of have entitlement. They're getting paid millions. Yeah. I can't tell them anything. Right. And a lot of those first round guys, some, some succeed. You know, they do really well. Yeah. And then a lot of them just fall off basically the, of the earth and you don't hear about them anymore. So, middle round the late round guys that you're seeing just fight coming in, they got something to prove. So,
0: now I think it's interesting because then I think McGuire's done a good job of. Capturing that spirit of West Texas and what people are you know the hardest working most competitive toughest all that stuff because you know out of West Texas. We are like more like gritty three stars than five stars You know and that's why the rest is, of the state looks at at West Texas yes. so the people who live here you work hard And you you just always have a chip on your shoulder because the rest of the state has that attitude And I think that so what you speak he brings up there that is attitude. Really and cool, that's what yeah? I love about him Yeah well, uh, it's uh, Ryan Acock with us on the Rockin' Pregame. Coming up next here, uh, Ryan, can you hang around a little bit longer yes. here? You good? And then uh, bring in Keenan Ward, uh, who, uh, who is one of our uh, favorites. He's, he's a regular. He's a regular. That's right, yeah. Man, we're going to have to start paying you if you keep, you keep coming I'm in. Huh? No, no, West, no. Texas, West no, no. Texas, too, babe. No, they, they, they don't pay the rest of us, so, I'm yeah, we pre-no. can't have that. Yet. This is There's no NIL deals no, here with <laughs> us, okay? Hey, so Not yet. <laughs> But if there was, you would certainly be. I'm right there. First in line, maybe. There's just not, so yeah. I, I don't want to give me false expectations either. You're second, cause yep. I'm first. Yeah, see, there you go, yep. right there. All right, Keenan Ward will step in here, and uh, we'll talk some more Texas Tech football when we come back here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. A conversation
1: with.
0: All right, we've got uh, former Red Raiders Ryan Acock and Keenan Ward with us today on the Rockin' Pregame as we get set for Texas Tech and Tarleton State coming up tonight at six. And uh, some get get some of you guys thoughts on uh, on the team on the team this year 0-2 and, and Keenan and I know when we point out the 0-2 I, I know you I mean, <laughs> nobody likes it okay but you, you seem to really take exception to uh, to that
7: yeah we played two really tough teams right we showed really good spurts week one in a tough place to play went up 17-0 but good teams lose games sometimes right right you come back in the Jones and it sell out and back and forth all night. I mean, we we lost by one point, one possession. That game can right. win anyway. Yeah. He has four turnovers. That doesn't help. You can't be mad at the the product. You can't blame one person on that loss. We competed. We looked really good. We have really good players. You're gonna see that week three. A team where we're favored by 36 points. You're gonna see why. We're a good team. And I'm just I'm sick of the 0-2 talk. Yes, All right. we're 0-2, but that
0: didn't make us bad. So, Ryan, what are, what are your thoughts about uh, the, you know, I mean, obviously 0-2, nobody has any great thoughts about being 0-2, but uh, just this team in general this year, the ceiling, where do you think they're headed? What, what, you, what are your thoughts?
6: We are the best 0-2 team in the country. First game, yeah, got away from us. I mean, we're up quick, boom, you saw what we're capable of. Uh, just got to finish that game. This last game against Oregon, uh, you know, like Keenan said, it comes down to one play, I mean, it could have gone either way. Um, you know, just a couple of uh, plays here and there, and it's a totally different game. And we're playing a, we were playing a really good Oregon team. Uh, we're very good. We, have, we know what we're capable of. We had the same team, basically, as last year. And we know what we did last year. Now, when there's a lot of expectations on a team, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, sometimes you play up tight. Sometimes, and because of that, you know, things happen that are kind of just uh, unorthodox or, you know, not how we played last year. But we just got to relax. Get back into our element. We know how good we are. If I'm sitting there as a player and a coach, I'm like, look, whoa, we got a long season ahead of us. From right, right here, starting this game, let's just start rolling. Let's yeah. make a statement today. Come in here from play one and just light them up. And then from here we go to next week, and then you just you got to play one game at a time, okay? 0 and 2, two games that we, we, we should have it should be 2 and 0. Right. Yeah. But let's forget about that. We got a great team. We got a great coaching staff. Uh, I know every fan is entitled to their opinion, and that's what we do as fans. For sure. Uh, you know, us as players and coaches, we sign on. We know what we're getting into. Even though, yes, these are kids coming in to college to play. They're on scholarship now with NIL. They're getting paid money. Well, that, that's you don't comfort. want the heat, they're, they're then yeah. right, yeah. Don't, don't come play college football. For you sure. know, so everybody's gonna have an opinion. Everybody's gonna have. I mean, you just get critiqued if you you know it, when you're in the athletic world.
7: Yeah, okay? you can win. And to assist off what you said, whether you're a redshirt senior or a true freshman, for whatever reason, it's not an excuse. But it takes two or three games to just to settle down. Yeah, the game's fast. You're just you're anxious. You have high expectations. The fans want so much out of you, and you can't be perfect. It's a game of imperfection, right?
3: Absolutely. It's
7: hard, and for whatever reason, man, those first two games, just like I have not. You watch film, you watch the game over and over, and like I just wasn't myself.
6: But here's the deal: this is a society we live in, right? Everybody wants success, and they want it now, now, because you got all this money just flying around. It's an entertainment business now, sports is. Right. So, all these fans, we're paying these coaches this, these players are getting paid this, we're building all these facilities, we want to win, and we want it now, we're, we, everybody expects their team to go, you know, 10-0, 12-0, whatever, we're all going to the national championship. <laughs> and that's what everybody expects, and then the minute you let them down, well, here comes the criticism, here comes everything else. Man, if everybody will just stay on board, stay positive, and I know it's hard, I know it's hard, because that's not how, how we're trained now, you know. Like I said, it's a society we live in. Everything's fast, fast-paced. Oh, yeah. You get it now, you get it, you know, yeah. slide the card and boom. I love what you here said go.
7: about your favorite thing that you're you, looking back on your four years here. The locker room. Locker right? Room. Like even me, like it's harder now with technology and Twitter and everybody. It's all in your face. But like we already know it's not going to be a perfect season. I'm going to make a lot of bad plays this season. I'm going to get a lot of things thrown at me. But I know one thing. Like I already expect everybody to to turn their back on me. But I got this locker room. Those are my brothers and that's like same. Like I would Everybody back. in that
6: locker room, you got each other's it, back. You playing for each Good other. Good and bad, the ugly. Yeah.
7: Like yeah, we'll never fold yeah, on each we other. We do.
6: They, they want to play for their fans. Yeah, they want to play for the Texas Tech Absolutely. community and
7: everything. We love our fans. We want to make our fans but happy. Nobody
6: understands it until you're in it and you're out there day in and day out practicing. Injuries. You're fighting through this. You're fighting through that. You know, you got everybody coming at you and critiquing you. I mean, if everybody's job got critiqued behind their <laughs> desk, be fired,
7: dog <laughs> <laughs>
6: But I don't know. Everybody just needs, you know, everybody needs to stay just confident in the team because it's the same team as last year. We know what we got. We just need to clean up a few things. I mean, a few plays in the Oregon game, and we win by two touchdowns. It's a, it's a one
7: play game, man. That's a really good Oregon team. Yeah. Really good.
6: Yeah. So week three, we got a, a chance to go out there and make a statement today yeah. and, and start right now. Let's go one and two. Then boom, next week let's go two and two and you just keep it rolling, all right? Yeah, and
3: you know there are a lot of fair weather fans out there and then fans from other teams who just get on there and stuff, but the bottom line is even oh and two, we got to sell out today. Houston sold out, Kansas State sold out. Red Raider fans got to unite. What are you expecting today against a team that really has nothing to lose? They're two and 0 they've averaged 52 points a game. Uh, you know, they're going to come in and battle, but Tech uh, should be better at every position and should pull away and get this one.
7: Absolutely, Pete. I mean, it slows down week three for whatever reason. I think that you'll see a lot of attention to detail, less turnovers, uh, less missed tackles, just more like focused back to the basics, you know. It's going to slow down for a lot of guys today. I love the, I mean, 36 is a lot of points, but even if we don't cover, we're going to get shade, I know. But we're going to play a lot of young guys today. We're going to get better as a team. We're going to roll into week four rolling. It's going to feel good. It's whether, still not going to be
6: a perfect game. No, it's, not. it's
1: football.
6: There, there might be an interception thrown today. the day. I mean, yeah. you're going to hear the fans, ah, oh, yeah. But then we're going to go score 28 points. Absolutely. And then, oh we're, you know, oh, we're loving them now. And then, oh, we make another bad play. That's just life.
1: Yeah.
6: I mean, this, it's life, right? There's so much about football that teaches you about life. After football, right? You go out. You get into the real world. Man, you get knocked down all the time, I and mean, you just got to get back up. Yep. You got a family to, to provide for and, and go feed. So if you just lay down, uh, you ain't providing for nobody. Absolutely. So, you know, football teaches you that. I mean, th- there's going to be a lot of low times, a lot of high times.
7: Yeah, I love the expectation. I know the players do too. The coaches love it. Uh, but I just I want our fans to know Like, this is an imperfect game. If it was a perfect game, it would be 0-0 zero, zero every game, right? The, be, imperfect- the best
6: athletes in the world, Michael Jordan, you name it, the best athlete of football, whoever it is. They've all had losses. They've all had games that came down Absolutely. to the last second, and they lost. So there was games that they should have won, and they lost. Guess what? Those guys, they keep working. They keep grinding, and they get out of it. They work their way out of it. And once you work your way, you get rolling. And then here comes the chemistry. The chemistry comes together. Then we start winning. And then you just put one game after the other. Just put it all together.
7: Absolutely.
0: That's why I am always hear a lot you know, about how uh, you know teams like... You know you, you lose a game and you know, there's a lot of talk about yeah we're going to learn a lot from this game we're going to learn we are to be better i always am curious of, you know things that, as a fan when you, you hear things like that i'm just always curious about what is that really like you know that type of thing because you know you've been playing if you're playing at this level you've played a ton of football in yeah. your life you know since you're a little kid man <laughs> and you played it you know with your very in-depth studying and, and learning things all along what what is the learning process by the time you get to college ball and you're you're learning things with every game? What I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this, but I mean, what are you learning at that point? I mean, you're. It seems like by the time you get to college, and, and again, I didn't play college football, I, so I'm, I'm just curious. What you know, you're you're learning stuff still. You're still is there still tons mistakes. of stuff to learn at that yeah. level. I mean, if you're not you learning, what I mean? yeah. I'm not trying to be snarky with. Oh, like, what question. do you need to learn? But no, I'm serious. What yeah. what is it? What's that? What is that
7: learning like at it's, this level? It's nonstop. I, like I talked to Pat last week, and he's. I said, like, "What are you doing? Watching film?" He's like, "Yeah." Like this is Patrick Mahomes dialed in on what he messed up on against the Lions last year. Like he's trying to figure out how he can be better, and that that's what's so beautiful, beautiful about football, man. Every day is something different, new new ways you can get to your B gap faster, or whatever it is. It's just it's always an ongoing study. Like if you're playing ball at Tech, you're putting in a lot of you're putting in a lot of work, eighty hours a week. You know. 20 hours in film on top of class but you're dialed in you're trying to be a professional safety you know that's what you're yeah. training to do so if you're if you're not watching film and learning then you're not going to be playing here if you
6: get to the point where you think you got it all figured out you're, you're not learning anymore you need to quit or you need to yeah. retire yeah. Probably,
7: probably a five star guy
6: <laughs> All right, man.
0: Uh, Keenan, Keenan Ward and Ryan Acock uh, with us today on the Rockin' Pregame, man. It's uh, great to have both of you here. And, man, this is really interesting, too, just to hear you talk about uh, some of the some of the things you brought. I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. I
7: got a disclosure, real quick. Pe- go ahead, Pete. But after you finish, I got to give a word out to whoever's listening. You go if ahead. you're here at the tailgate or on campus, Lubbock Record is out and about. <laughs> I just saw three cars getting <laughs> They I, I, do. I, hey, keep your eyes. <laughs> Mode right that now. is very I good. Need your eyes That's a public in. service. Everybody, yeah, send yeah, your tickets. You out, Everybody,
6: send your your tickets to Keenan Ward. He said that he will no, pay on no. just hey, for today.
7: See? Yeah, hey, it is a write-off. I'll write it off somehow. So whatever. We'll figure it out.
3: All right, guys. Uh, not just every time I see Keenan, I'm just so proud of him. Uh, just when he was in high school, he was a man among boys. That, that Snyder game when you beat Shallow Water, I didn't, I mean, it was like you were the only player on the team, dude. Go Tigers. I, I'm just telling you, you. And then, just, you know, then you excel at Tech. But tell everybody what you're doing now, because now you're excelling in the real world.
7: Yeah, thank you for that. I was just talking about how I need to market myself more. Thanks, Pete. No, but yeah, but I tell everybody what you're doing, Pete Christie
0: I, for Kenan Ward. Yeah.
3: So, there <laughs> so you go, this go. is
7: Kenan Ward talking. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a full-time <laughs> realtor here in Lubbock, servicing Lubbock, Snyder, Shallow Water, New Deal. Hey, it's all West Texas. Give me a call. Uh, I'm a little over two years in. I'm with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. We have the green signs in the yard, and life is good. I love helping out my, my West Texas people, man. Y'all have done so much for me, supported me my whole life, and I'm just trying every day to give back in every way I can. So, yeah, give me a call. All
0: right. Man, that, that's a, what a that pro. beautiful, dude. What a pro. That was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. I was a tear almost coming out of my eye right now. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for being here. Hopefully, we get a Tech victory tonight. I think we should. So, uh, y'all go and for uh, check out on. some tailgate or whatever you're going to do next yeah, 10, here. And we'll minus 36,
7: lock that in. We got Chiefs uh, Sunday. That's yeah, tomorrow. Uh, Ed Jacksonville, a little tough one. But we're going to bounce back week two. So, Chiefs tag money line that's easy money
0: all right See, you heard it <laughs> heard it here not words.
7: real betting advice so if you take it and lose hey don't call me actually
0: <laughs> all right when we come back here on the Rock rockin pregame get the voice of the tarleton texans byron anderson joins us to talk about tonight's game against tarleton state here on the red raider outfitter and pregame outside red raider outfitter crossing the jones on rock 101.1 <laughs>
1: to take a check of the Candy's Milk College Football Scoreboard.
3: Looking at the top 25 scores. Number three, Florida State in a doozy with Boston College. But Florida State pulls it out 31-29. Number 15, Kansas State loses at Missouri. Tigers kick a 61-yard field goal to win it 30-27. Number 14, LSU rolls past mississippi state in starkville 41 14 number seven Penn state beat illinois 30 13 miami ranked 22nd beat bethune cookman 48 7 scores right now we've got we've got utah Leading Weber State, 31-7, late in the fourth. Notre Dame on top of Central Michigan, 28-14, early third. At halftime, number 21, Duke on top of Northwestern, 17-7. Top-ranked Georgia at home, trailing South Carolina, 14-3, 30 seconds left in the second quarter. Keep an eye on that one. Number 25, Iowa at home, trailing Western Michigan, 7-0, early second. North Carolina, 21, Minnesota, 3. That's uh, late in the second quarter. Number 10, Alabama, hoping to bounce back on the road at South Florida. But right now, South Florida, the Bulls lead it 3-0. That game is delayed Uh, Probably for weather, I assume. Number 16, Oregon State, looking for a conference, but they lead uh, San Diego State 12 3 right now, late second quarter. Number 19, Oklahoma on top of Tulsa, 35 14, late second quarter. Ohio State 7, Western Kentucky 3, second quarter. That is
0: your top 25 score.
1: The Rockin' Interview.
0: All right, we are joined today by former Tarleton State baseball standout. He's worked at ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, and The Ticket. Now, play-by-play voice of Tarleton State. We welcome to the Rock pre pregame, the voice of the Texans, Byron Anderson. Hey,
8: thank you. Appreciate the uh, the time taken to speak with me today and ready for some football. I don't know about you guys.
0: Yeah, no, we're always ready for that. And, Byron, Tarleton State joined Division One during the pandemic. How's their path from D2 to D1? especially joining the United Athletic Conference, Ben.
8: It's been good. You know, this is our first year in the United Athletic Conference uh, for football. So we just finished the first ever, uh, conference game last week and, and beat North Alabama. Uh, we started off in the Western Athletic Conference and that's where all of our other schools, uh, or excuse me, our other teams are right now in the Western Athletic Conference. But it's been good. Uh, it, it has been, uh, hard for football fans because we got used to, you know, going to the playoffs and during that Reclassification or transition time, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have obviously not been able to do that. You're on probation for four years. So this is the last year that we, uh, will not be able to qualify for the FCS playoffs. So we're really f- looking forward to, uh, to next year and then being qualified because we feel like this year we might have a chance to make it if we are eligible.
3: Texans are high flying uh, with an attack averaging 321 yards of passing a game. What's the key to that attack?
8: Yeah, thanks Pete. Um I think the the key thing for the Texas so far has been a couple of things. One has been Victor Gabales, the new quarterback that is a transfer from Utah Tech. He originally was at Washington State. Uh Mason Miller, our brand new offensive coordinator, uh was with him for a little while, brought him in, uh, and he's just been uh really good. Uh he, he throws the deep ball very well. He's got like, to some slow starts in the first couple of games. But once he's got going, he's been really good. He throws a great deep ball. And he's had a lot of different people to, you know, throw deep to. Darius Cooper and Jaden Smith are our two wide receivers. Both returned. One of them had a 1,000 yards receiving last year and nine touchdowns. The other one had just under a 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns receiving. But we've got some other guys that have stepped up this year. Uh Dwan Miller stepped up in the game against uh, McNeese State. Had a big play and took it 61 yards that really turned the tide in that game. And then last week, we had a huge week from a sophomore uh, out of Mansfield. Keelan Johnson had six catches, 219 yards, and four touchdowns just kind of out of the blue so it, it has been a depth at wide receiver um, and it has been the play of our quarterback that's really got us going really well don't want to leave out the guys up front they've done a good job as well you know gabalos has only been sacked a couple of times so it's a little bit of everything but when you put that stuff together it's made for like you said a high-flying attack
5: patrick jones leads the team with 18 tackles 12 solo and an inter- interception this year what makes him so special
8: i think versatility is what makes Patrick so special last year he played primarily linebacker for us uh, we were a little bit thin there at times last year and he stepped up and he played some rush linebacker and also played uh, the middle of the field for a while this year he's moved to more of a safety position uh, and he just got a nose for the ball is what it comes down to last year he was had a couple interceptions some forced fumbles and a, a fumble return and this year he's just kind of that guy that can do a little bit of everything he's got a nose for the football you know I'd, I'd say he's a ball hawk he just knows how to play he's one of those guys I think you could put him at D tackle if you wanted to and he'd figure it out you know what I mean just versatility and a smart football IQ.
0: Alright voice of the Charlton State Texans, Texas uh, Tex opponent tonight Byron Anderson joins us on the rock Rockin pregame has NIL and the transfer portal helped and or hurt you guys?
3: Oh
8: man, that is a great question. I think a lot of that's still yet uh to be determined, but You know, if you look at a couple of things, the transfer portal has helped us. I mentioned Victor Gabalos. If it wasn't for the transfer portal, we would not have him. So it's helped us in a lot of ways. Uh, And it's hurt, too. Like you said, we've lost a couple of players in the last few years. We lost Bo Allen, who went in the uh, transfer portal last year, the quarterback that we had, a freshman transfer out of Kentucky, that chose to uh, make a move up. And so it's one of those deals where it helps and it hurts. I think the, for us, the, the biggest thing for the transfer portal is we want student athletes to be where they want to be. And if they choose to be here at Tarleton State University, we're going to make them feel at home. Um, we're going to try and give them a top of the line FCS, uh, D1 experience. We've got a ton of new facilities and, uh, you know, new Uniforms and stuff like that. We'll wear different uniforms, different helmets. Uh, this week we'll do white helmets for the first time in almost a decade. So, a lot of that stuff is different as far as nil go i think it at this level is still kind of early in the game we haven't been able to uh, capitalize we have a couple of nil deals that i understand are going on but to be honest with you also working for the university as a associate athletic director i'm not really allowed to get into much of that stuff and, and find out the details on it but i do do know that we have um uh, you know a an alliance that that meets and um it kind of puts that stuff together, but I don't really have much involvement. But I think the portal overall is, is helping student-athletes get to where they want to be. And if they want to be here at Carleton State, we love to have them.
3: Well, how has head coach Todd Witten helped this team prepare for tougher competition? Well, he's a guy
8: that has a prior experience uh, at the D1 level, not just where he was a head coach at Sam Houston. You know, he was actually a GA a long time ago, I believe, at Texas Tech. So he has uh, some roots there. He's been all over the country, uh, Wyoming, he's been at McNeese, you know, and whether it's actually being at a, a bigger D1 program and being a part of that or being at a FCS program like Sam Houston and facing some of these uh, you know power 5 and D1 schools he just brings that knowledge you know he's been a coach for 36 years now this is his 36th year uh, at the collegiate level and he's a guy that you know he just knows A little bit about everything, right? That's, that's kind of what you, uh, gather in all those years of experience. So, I think the, the biggest thing is just, you know, telling the players what they can expect. You know, the game last year too, the, the TCU game that we played, that was our first ever game against a Power 5 opponent. And I think that will help this team a lot. So, Maybe this year not so much what he tells them, but what he's already already showed them and what he can remind them from that experience they had against TCU last year.
5: Byron, which other players should we watch out for this evening?
8: Yeah, so there's a couple. We have uh, our our running backs. I'll start there. We've got a couple of running backs that have been really good, kind of got a – thunder and lightning combination the starter will be Daryl Kelly the third and he was a thousand yard rusher last year he's a little over uh, 1,500 yards in his career and 14 touchdowns he's a guy that can take it a distance at, at any point he's a uh, junior out of Florida and then this year we one of the guys we got in a transfer portal was Kayvon Britton transfer uh, out of Arkansas Pine Bluff and he's a smaller running back that's a little bit bigger uh, but he's really good in the open field. He catches the ball well out of the backfield, and uh, he's good in in short-yarded situations, 5'7", 195 pounds. Uh, those would be the first two guys that I'd say to keep an eye on. Defensively, if you go over to that side of the ball, the guy that I'd say to keep an eye on, he, he leaves our team with sacks with two, is a transfer out of Hawaii, and his name's O.K. Baker. And he is the guy that, uh has done you know when he's at Hawaii there's a couple of games there where he put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks he's come over here and you can definitely see the difference uh with him coming off the edge compared to other uh defenders he's a guy that I mean, he looks like a D1 Power 5 guy coming off the edge, and and we're going to have to, if we're going to have any chance of keeping it close, you know, which is kind of the goal and keep it close if you're one of these FCS teams and then maybe make a play late in the game, he's going to have to, uh, if we can stop the run, he's going to have to do a great job of pressuring the passer and uh, giving your quarterback some fits because we've got to have that pressure maybe to, to hopefully get a, a, a shuck to make a mistake or two and have a chance to capitalize on that. So th- those would be the guys that I'd say and i would really put an exclamation point by otay baker he's got to be great defensively for us to have a chance in
0: this one all right so we got any uh, key injuries for the texans tonight the one key injury to
8: keep an eye on is darius cooper cooper was uh, our thousand yard wide receiver last year in the first game before the first half was even over he had nine catches for 96 yards before leaving with a lower body injury um, he missed last game. He'll be 50-50 on whether he plays today in this one. If he plays, he's a guy that had over 100 yards against TCU last year and a couple of touchdowns. He's a big play receiver, uh, that's fast. He's a guy that can play at your level if, if, uh, if somebody were to give him a chance. He's a standout. And if he is right, we're going to have a lot of different guys that can catch the ball and, and make some plays against you.
3: What are the keys to this game today? Well, from the Tarleton side, I think
8: uh, it, it starts first with having a better start than we have. While we've put up 52 points in our first two games, we've had a hard time early in games. And if we're at you know Jones Stadium and we're behind early in the game, I think it's going to be kind of uh, church, as they say, for us. So we have to have a better start offensively than we had the last couple of weeks. Key number two, I think defensively we've got to be able to contain your quarterback, uh, and stop the run. And those are two biggest assignments. I think they go hand-in-hand hand as well as Shuck can run the ball. We've got to be able to keep him in the pocket and, and force him to throw and not let him get out and run. I think he's had a couple hundred-yard games in his career, and you can certainly see, uh, especially in the game against Oregon, that guy can get out and run the ball. And so um I think the offense can put up points against you guys, so stopping the run and then if we do stop the run i go right back to you know pressuring the quarterback we've got to be able to get pressure on you guys uh if we can do those things which are all very tall tasks i think we'll have for us uh, at least a chance towards the end of the game to make a difference
3: First team all-conference captain leading the Texans in homers in 2021 and 2022. Now calling football. Byron Anderson, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today about Tarleton State.
8: Hey, thank you guys for taking the time to, to visit with us, and good luck to you today.
1: Time to take a check of the Gandy's Milk College Football Scoreboard.
3: Well, let's run down the Big Twelve scores. Uh, Baylor has just got their first win of the year. They beat Long Island thirty to seven. Ohio at home knocks off Iowa State ten to seven. Missouri with a last-second field goal beats number fifteen Kansas State thirty to twenty-seven at halftime. Number nineteen Oklahoma leads Tulsa. Uh, 38-14. Tonight, Central Florida hosting Villanova. Cincinnati welcomes in Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma State will host South Alabama. BYU goes to Arkansas. The backyard brawl, Pitt and West Virginia. TCU collides at Houston. Wyoming goes to Texas. Kansas, who's 2-0, is at Nevada. And Tarleton State comes to texas tech six o'clock tonight red raiders favored by 36 and a half that's your big 12 scoreboard on the Rockin' and pregame show
0: tech tonight playing tarleton state six o'clock here at the jones and man it's a nice night it's nice cool uh, weather night i don't I, dare i say football weather i mean it might maybe it's a little still warm for true football weather but what a nice night tonight so uh kickoff six o'clock so yeah let's talk about the red raider offense tonight Versus the Tarleton defense, what do you what do you guys think of uh, Red Raiders tonight offense? What do they got to do, Pete? Well,
3: obviously, we got to cut down on the turnovers. And, uh, you know, they got to get the running game going. I mean, Tyler Shuck was a leading rusher last week. Taj uh, Brooks had six carries, 66 yards, 11 yards a carry. So, uh, you know, Joey McGuire, about uh, getting Taj Brooks the ball more. Yeah, 100%.
2: That's a great question. You know, the one thing that, that uh, we have got to... To me, in this offense, and I absolutely love this offense, man, I I am, I am uh, probably the biggest believer. I know it's Zach's offense, but I think I'm a bigger believer in the offense than he is. You know, I, I absolutely love this offense. But the one thing that I think uh, every game is different, you've got to understand the game, and uh, the one thing that we've talked about is whenever it gets kind of – Like, there's a frantic part of every game. Like, you can feel it. If you're down there on the sideline, you can kind of feel this, whether it's nervousness or something bad's happened. If you can find a run that you believe in, that calms the game down. It also can, whenever a defense is ruling, whenever a defense is is having that, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on them. And and I felt like there were times that definitely – we've got to have that feeling we've talked about that we've got to you know it's kind of like when you're in a room and it's like hey read the room you kind of have to read the that part of the game too and um you know, i think there was some opportunities there that we we've got to take advantage of man i'm uh proud of Taj man he's he's doing a great job ran the ball well uh i think the more and more you're about to see Nehemiah a lot more not necessarily all at running back but there Been really proud of Xavier White. Man, he's made some big plays. Um, Had an opportunity to have a big run the other night, and we just didn't fit it right. Uh, So I I definitely think that, you know, we do have to run the ball uh, more. But I also think you've got to understand just saying, hey, let's run the ball more. This offense, the one thing that I do love about it is we're just not going to bang our head into bad boxes like – Oh, we got to run the ball Which they got eight and nine people now they didn't, but I'm saying when you say that, I mean everybody I think can count you know and <laughs> and so count the box, you don't got enough in there, so that's not going to be a good run against quality people. that wasn't happening. I'm not saying that um I'm agreeing with you hundred percent that you got to go back and and uh I thought we had some a really good run scheme, and uh we should have ran the ball more.
3: Yeah, and Todd Brooks then uh, talked about, uh, you know, he was asked uh, if he wants the ball. Of course he does.
9: Not really. Just, just respecting my coach's game plan and just going in as just a person that I, I can do anything catching the ball at the backfield, running in a run game, and just getting my opportunities and making them a post home.
3: Yeah, maybe he didn't. Well, he wants Not the really. ball, of course he, he wants does. the ball. And then Taj talked about the changes from week one to week two he made.
9: Really, just film study. I took a little bit longer to film study, and something I do every week is just going on my front and going over with Tyler and things like that, and uh, what run fronts that we we'll run, things that we can run into, and what is a bad front to run into. So such things, little things, little details like that.
5: And there's one one thing that I would like to see is get the ball to the tight ends. You've got six eight, six six, six nine. Get him the ball. Throw him where they They were. did do a pretty good job they getting did. it to
10: Tharp, I thought, though, because yeah. that's the guy that I'm just like, nope. How do you stop that guy? Six you nine, two seven. I mean, he's huge. and Against Oregon, they put him on that outside, and he ran that slant. It's just like you throw it to that body. It's See, it's to like me, they can run that out. slant with him right.
5: all day long. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's boxing he can't him stop out. It. Basketball. Throw, throw the slant, make him stop it. Once they stop it, then you throw it to someone else.
3: Yeah, and Mason Tharp talked about his mindset to get the ball more.
5: Uh, I just think I... Uh,
8: he did my job and Coach Haley had some stuff schemed up, um, but I just went out there and did my job and uh, I think Tyler just threw me the ball and I had the mindset that every ball is going to be mine, so I gave me some more confidence to throw to him more.
3: And then, third, talked about uh, you know the little things that Titans have been working on for this game.
8: Yeah, I think just fall camp and the past practices we've uh, really improved our route running and getting open, creating separation, using our bodies to uh, be open. Um, so I think that really has contributed, and uh, we've caught the ball really well the past camp. So I think that gives the
9: quarterbacks uh, confidence in us as well.
0: All right. So uh, Texas Tech, Charlton State tonight. Want to uh, get some thoughts from our. Our new intern here—he's been a little behind the scenes these first couple of games. But uh, Russell, you're you're here, and you you attend Texas Tech, and you mm-hmm. you're hoping for a career. Do you do you want to be like the next Pete Christie, or what is it exactly?
10: Uh, you know what, Pete Christie's actually has a pretty good arc of what I kind of want to do. I think realistically, going because you guys got some young people in KSPD yeah, as well. Absolutely. Once I get out of tech, is uh, to go into like the local news station, get a lot of hands-on experience. It's a lot of writing, you know. You have to find yeah. your voice in some form of fashion. So, choosing anything I can through writing, and then also physical, broadcast, radio, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Well,
0: we're happy to have you on board. You've done a great job for us. Want to you get your thoughts tonight uh, for Texas Tech's offense tonight? What do you want to see Tech do tonight?
10: Um, I think you know the beauty of non-conference games, and you know, knock on wood, a game like this that should be a, a pretty wide margin of victory. Uh, you get to kind of tweak things. There's just things you can't do in practice that you can with the game. It's a different feel and, you know, maybe see some guys get some more reps that you haven't seen in the closer competitive games that we've had. Uh, Taj Brooks, we already talked about him. I mean, I think having through two games, our quarterback who isn't the biggest known rusher to have 40 carries plus through two games. I mean, you just, you talk about durability who's someone like Tyler Shuck who hasn't had the most durability in his uh, career in college. So try to keep him as healthy as long as we can and, Mix it around, um, give it to Taj Bradley, even Cameron. You know, just give them some reps because once we get into Big 12 play, you're going to have to rely on your running back. You can't just go to a full. 80, 90% of the time passing or running with right. the same person.
0: Yeah, And it's good to get some of those other running backs some carries because somebody, there's always injuries and right. like I said, you mentioned, even at quarterback I mean, there's always injuries in football, that's part of it so you want to, especially a game like this you're hoping to get some guys in there to be able to uh, get some get some carries and some experience. Well, it'd be nice too if they can get a
3: big lead and we get to see Baron Morton. Right. I'd, I'd, like I'd like to, like see, to see Baron see Morton do some something today. I don't think you're alone in that, Pete. Yeah, well, I know. A lot <laughs> of people would like him to start today, but again, let's get him some time today if you can pull away i mean you know we'll get the defense The defense has got a big task i mean these guys are rattling off 50 points a game are you going to be able to stop them right you should if not uh you know we're going to see right here this is basically the snow globe we're going to shake it up we're going to see what this team can do today against a you know a lesser opponent i hate to say that too
5: so would you be happy if you saw baron come in after halftime or fourth quarter or when it's truly out of
3: right well uh, let's just hope it's i mean i would like to see them up 40 to 7 and i mean by halftime. or i mean you know what what if it's 35 28 you just don't know i just want them to pull away and let's have a comfortable afternoon but if we're biting our nails i mean i've already bitten them both off the last two weeks
0: well it, it hopefully we do see some baron morton tonight i think a lot of people like see what what he can do and and this is the perfect kind of game Hopefully, on paper, this is the perfect kind of game where we yeah. should be able to see some Baron Morton tonight. But one of the keys, you know, to, you, you mentioned uh, Tarleton's uh, offense. I mean, they're certainly a strong offensive team, so it's going to be very important. The Tex defense comes to play tonight, shuts them down. So hopefully, we can see the margin that we're hoping for to be able to, you know, get a the chance for these young guys to play and guys like Baron Morton to get some snaps tonight. So. And let's let's get the lead and keep it.
3: You know, right.
0: or, I mean, against Wyoming, <laughs> they're up seventeen
3: nothing. Uh, you know, they talked about letting the foot off the gas at the end of the first quarter what are you doing you push that accelerator yeah. right. to the fourth right. quarter and then uh you know you're up to 27 18 on oregon you gotta finish so not only get up by 20 let's get up by 30 by 40 by 50 i'm not going to name the team but a team yesterday beat a team by 96 points in the area
5: so Ouch. so you're you're in favor of running up the score no matter what
3: well i'm not saying running up the score but if you're better uh what are you supposed to do Take a
0: knee, throw an interception. Well, didn't didn't Leach you to say if you don't, I mean if you if you don't like it, stop it. Right. You know. What I mean? So I mean, again, what, yeah, you got to keep scoring, and then
3: put the second team in, and if they're doing it, let the third team. I mean, this is a chance to really get a lot of guys some playing time, especially some guys who might only play three games. Right. Right. You exactly. know what I'm yeah. saying.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, that's uh, text offense tonight. Uh, let's take a look at the Red Raider defense and what expectations are for the defense coming up tonight. We'll do that next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pre guys Uh, outside Red Raider Outfitter across from the Jones on Rock 101.1.
1: More of the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame with Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and Jeff Scott powered by Red Raider Outfitter Bubba's 33 Gene Messer Volkswagen Gandy's Milk The Rockin' Pregame on Shop Chrome Red Raider Defense
0: all right, uh, as Texas Tech gets set for a uh, game against Tarleton State tonight, 6 o'clock here at the Jones, uh, looking at the defense. Yeah, you know, Jalen Hutchings, obviously one of the leaders on Tech's defense. He's combined so far for seven tackles and one and a half sacks through the first two games. Tarleton State actually represents the 49th consecutive game that Hutchings has started in, which is one of the longest active streaks currently in college football. So uh, Jalen certainly going to be counted on being one of those guys tonight that helps uh, stop what... You know, on paper, certainly Charlton State comes in with a high-flying offense. What did you say, 52 points a game?
3: Yeah, both games they've scored 52 points. Uh, I forgot who the first game was. North Alabama was the last one. I mean, you know, it's it's lesser competition, so let's see what they can do against Tech. But, man, if they can move the ball, uh, Tech's, the, the defense has got to come up with some... I mean, I would hope to see the Take-3 university in full effect today.
0: Yeah, this is kind of game where... Uh, you know you should be uh much more talented and deeper and you know much more in a <laughs> team like tarleton state but you got to come out in these kind of games and you got to take care of business you got to score early and right. often and beat a team like this convincingly you do not want to get into some kind of a weird game where it's you let them to hang around and it and it's close well
3: and again if if they don't blow them out and it's close i mean we're going to have some questions about how what, what is about this team. You remember a few years, I mean, I don't know how many years ago, Seth Daigie, and they played Central Arkansas, and they only won by seven. And we thought, oh, wow. And then they, were, they weren't they were very good the rest it, it, of the year. It really,
0: it was an indicator of it how is that an season indicator. was going to that's go. That's a good and that's, word. And that's what's weird about an 0-2 start, you know, because yeah. we talked earlier in the show that uh, the times in Tech's history that they've started 0-2, Normally doesn't bode well for a season. I think were they three and seven or three and something like that for game or seasons where they started zero and two. They they never they didn't win that third game most of the time. So and they only have one was winning record. Yeah, it was, so. it's just weird, you know. So nobody wants to think it. And we've talked a lot about they're one of the best teams that is zero and two. So you know you still want to believe that that things are okay and that they're going to turn it around. So, but this is a, a game like this would be a first step in, in you know, you just got to come out and have a convincing mm-hmm. win. Our intern, uh, Russell, with us here. Russell, what are, what are your, some of your thoughts here?
10: Uh, well, with Tarleton, I've actually seen a lot more purple than I actually probably anticipated. This is like their Super Bowl. We were talking about that yesterday. Right, You yeah. look at their season. I mean, they're getting paid to come out here to play us. And, uh, you know, this this makes their season. If they even play us competitive, they're going to walk away positive And, you know, they're obviously shooting for the win. And they have a high-flying offense. We've kind of um, talked about it quite a bit. 52 points in each in the last two games. Uh, Keelan Johnson, he had 240 receiving yards last week. Um, you know, nice. you would like to expect the uh, tag competition to be a little bit more. But, I mean, that type of sideline four touchdowns, is, is, that's not something to just brush over. They do like a dual running back package. I mean, they they move the ball. They've, uh, their quarterback's thrown more passing yards than Chuck on 30 less attempts. So, I mean, they throw it deep and, you know, Tech, you know, you, you look at this game. Next week they play a Big 12 opponent tone. It gets the season kicked off. It's the type of game where you can kind of play down your competition, you know, look uh, look ahead, kind of. And, and
0: Tech historically has done some of that over oh, – if yeah. you follow
5: Tech for yeah. years,
10: I mean, you know they have a tendency even, to some of that, right? North Texas, right. right. Central Arkansas. Right, there's yeah. been several yep. examples
1: over the years. And yeah. so,
10: I mean, you just don't want to see, you know, they, they do a play action or a deep ball and, you know, you're just – you know they fall asleep and then boom seven points and they get momentum and you know that's yeah. the one thing in cultural ball you can't have is losing the momentum especially when you're at home so, right
0: right yeah. well uh, I feel good about the crowd again I mean, it's a sellout out yeah the, the student yeah. section has been uh, has been yeah. making their way to the stadium for the last hour and a half and Pete I just saw a guy walk in with a shark costume on a full really? body shark costume so I I think that that bodes well for like a, crazy for the, tonight, for the vacuum right. company uh, no no this is just a student who is <laughs> on his own you know, he just, he's wearing a, he's, No, he's he's wearing a sh- actual shark costume really? I don't know if he's celebrating uh, if he's a big fan of like what shark week is on oh or something. that's a good I one I don't really know is he I just left know shark he was wearing, or right shark no he's just I think he was just full on center shark he, he was was he it. baby I mean, shark oh god no, not even <laughs> see you know what just by bringing that up Pete I'm gonna have for the rest of the night Baby shark, see why you want to do, nah, do nah. that? I hate that stupid song, and now it's going to be stuck in my head all night long. Oh
5: you, you, my gosh! You know, Joey McGuire talked about Ben Roberts and Charles Esten. going to talk about Baby Shark?
2: <laughs> yeah, Ben, uh, man. I, the positive is uh, I, Friday night. Uh, we had a meeting. I had a meeting with uh, Ben Rabbit, uh, Lux, Braylon Lux, and Joseph Plunk. And Rabbit looks at him and he says, man, I'm so excited for you. You know, you're starting your first college game. I'm so excited for you. And you could see this wide-eyed young guy, like, nervous. Um, And Lux turns to him and he goes, hey, bro, don't make it more than it is. It's still football. You've been playing it all your life. We've got your back. Just go out and play. And I thought that he did that. I thought for the most part, you know, there's some things that we could do better with his alignment. Uh, very one of the very first plays. He's a little bit too wide, so it changes his angle coming in to the running back, and he doesn't make the tackle. But I thought he settled down uh, the rest of the game, and and uh, and the kid has a high ceiling. He's very athletic. He's very he's got a high football IQ, um, and I think he showed that with the way he played. Uh, second, with Charles Esters, uh, is he, I was proud of Charles because the one thing I challenged him during the week, because we knew we were going to get to play him a little bit more, is his physicality. You know, he's very strong. He had a great summer. And, uh, you know, sometimes he uses his athleticism more than his physical strength. And, you know, at that position, you want to be physically strong at the point of attack. And I thought he did a really good job as the game went on. I'm excited, uh, you know, to kind of see the growth in that room. I think you're going to start seeing some guys start up here. I don't know how much. and I don't want to overstep. I think you're going to see a Dylan Spencer start making an impact in that room. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think that's going to help because now I think that allows us to play Joseph Adet-A-Ray at F and B, um, which we did the other night. Um, it's going to free us up to do more things with Steve Linton. You know, and that's a thing that, that we have to grow because we lose Isaac. You know, when you lose somebody like that, Uh, You have the depth in that room to get the snaps. You just got to be more creative with the snaps and the people that are out there.
0: Now, Steve Linton is a guy that needs to step up and, and live up to some of the uh, you know preseason hype. Big man, hype. That guy was yeah. talking about being an NFL pick and you know, how great he was, and he hasn't really done a whole lot yet, so I'd like to see him step up tonight. How excited were you when you saw a Syracuse transfer? Oh, yeah, in it's always it. good to have a Syracuse guy <laughs> coming. in. But,
3: man, he's got a lot of talk, so he's got to bring it. So yeah. let's see what he can do tonight. Uh, also, uh, McGuire talked about Jordan Brown and C.J. Baskerville.
2: I think we'll probably split those two. Uh, just to continue to let – we'll see how C.J. feels, but he'll be back. He'll practice tomorrow. Um, I was proud of Brendan. You know, he made a – B.J. made a big tackle on the tight end on their sideline. The thing that we've got to continue, um, one of our point of emphasis is supporting the football from the secondary position. I think it's two things. I think it's number one, not getting stuck on blocks. He got stuck on some blocks. Um, he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to set the edge. He's got to trigger faster. You saw CJ do that, just being an older player. But then I think Tyler uh, and, and Rabbit have to understand um, they got to make him right. They're coming from a different level, and so they have the opportunity to make him right. And uh, their fits, like if you draw it up, or or if you're out there and it fits perfect then that's all fine and good. But sometimes when it doesn't fit perfect, the safeties, the higher safeties have to make that star correct. And so we've got to do a better job at that. That's one of the things going in tomorrow, some of the different drills or uh, some of the drills that we've been doing that we're going to, you know, up the intensity. Some of the different drills that we're going to add are, you know, just the fit drills of, of Rabbit and Tyler uh, making some of those guys right.
3: And then Ben Roberts, uh, who had twelve tackles last week, uh, he talked about taking care of his back
9: so i'm i 'm still um, taking care of it i 'm in the spine safe protocol for until um, I think the season's over. Um, I heard it power cleaning i uh, clean three fifty two and the next day I just you know woke up and it was locked up so uh, they took care of it, made sure that I uh, was taken care of good rehabbed good and uh, Luckily, I was able to make it to the first game.
3: And then Ben, who you know had 12 tackles last week, talked about his performance.
9: Uh, it was exciting. Uh, straight into the game, I was definitely nervous because like, I haven't played football in a year. I, I redshirted. Sure, I ran out on kickoff a couple of times, but I was like, okay, I'm out here. I'm really doing it. Sold out crowd. Um, and then someone had told me the night before, they were like, hey, bro, it's just football. I know the first couple plays, first couple drives, you're going to be a little nervous. But after that, just remember, it's just football. They do your thing. So I went out there and was nervous my first couple drives, and I did my thing. It, it was all an effort thing. Um, if my technique, my, like I keep saying, if my technique keeps getting better, um, I would I'm gonna have more tackles.
3: And then Josiah Pierre uh, just talked about you know this team's zero and two. Everybody's complaining. What's it like in the locker room?
9: Guys have been sticking together. Yeah. Are we disappointed? Like we're not disappointed, but like are we like mad? Yes. We were not excited about it. No one's excited about it. But we we are family. So family stick together through the good and the bad and we're just, you know, taking it step by step to really stick together and to really, we have long season ahead of us. So it's really just
0: what can we look at, the good and the bad, and just get better from it. All right. Uh, well, Texas Tech tonight, Tarleton State, 6 o'clock, kickoff here at the Jones. Coming up next, we're going to rock or roll. And I don't know if we need to explain it again for you, Pete, but if we do, we will. Don't worry um uh, but uh we'll and we'll take a look at the standings here jared i guess not defending uh his his reputation today or anything since he's out right
5: no i actually have his picks oh you do
0: have his picks okay all right good are we gonna have uh is yes. intern boy gonna be joining In- us for this too <laughs>
5: intern boy will be joining us for not only rock and roll but the rocket predictions.
0: Oh man, Wonderful. this is your this is your big moment. Don't yeah. blow it because yeah. this this right here could this could determine this the trajectory make this of the a rest of your life. Like what Pete said, yes. we this shake is it. it. Yep. You mess this up, I'm Listen, done. I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but this could be it. <laughs> you, you could you could be uh, joining a, a life in the uh, fast food service industry mm. or something like that. I do like, like McDonald's, that.
10: so well, they, I guess not they, the worst there. They they're,
0: they're always hiring, so <laughs> right. uh, you know. Just real quick, angry Pete.
3: Yeah. I just, somebody just texted me. I mean, it's 4.45, okay? 1.15
4: 1- before the game.
1: <laughs> is the game gonna be televised? What, what is wrong with you? Why do you wait till the last minute? It's ridiculous. The most asked question I got this week, What color do we wear to the game? What am I, Project Runway? Come on, man, look something up yourself! You can hey, go on the internet and write all this crap, look <laughs> it up yourself!
0: Angry Pete, Angry Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, man. It's, it's to,
10: white out, but Pete's looking
3: pretty way to, red right now. Yeah, what yeah. well, you
0: are? Way to bring the there anger. Is, there, there is man. no that color today. <laughs> you
3: wear what you want.
0: Actually, there is. They they do. Well, what no, you it's kind of white, white though, but because they, it's the, the agriculture set, game. Set text said no color. But yeah, I'm okay. with. you but
3: everybody, but most people have white on. I'm wearing my I'm, white. You're wearing your white. I got some white. Yeah.
0: Yeah, intern boy, you got a little bit of white that in that blue and oh, white yeah, shirt. Yeah. Okay, oh, you, you got, got cotton. cotton. How about okay. that? You know what? I'm going to give you points for that. You're wearing <laughs> blue, which is a little odd for <laughs> a tech <laughs> game, but you do have cotton on your shirt. So, I, I okay. It, is we're, it okay to call him intern take. or
3: is that a derogatory
0: term? I call him intern well, I think I have to work and,
10: for the first name.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I did, I did give him the respect of calling Russell a few times. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. You know but you started to get the big head, and then I thought, no, it's intern boy. All right. Well, intern boy will be joining us here for this next segment. Coming up here on the Red Raider Outfitter, rock and pregame live outside Red Raider Outfitter.
1: It's time to no, and I know Troy. Rock and roll is the cornerstone of the show, especially after eight years. <clears throat> you were saying? Even I know that if you rock, it's the number Sean sets it at or higher, but if you roll, it's lower. It's time to rock or roll.
0: Oh. I don't have to explain that, Pete, anymore. We've we have actually we have secured the high dollar talent to explain that to you, man. That that is such a relief for me. Now I can focus on more uh, more meaningful things, um, like rock or roll. Okay, here we go. Um, so we got intern boy in here with us. Uh, Jarrett is under the weather today, but Sean, you have Jarrett's picks. Right? I have
5: Jarrett's picks.
0: Okay, so let's start off here with uh, tech rushing yards for tonight's game at 167 and a half Pete I'm going to roll what did Jarrett do?
5: Jarrett is going to roll, intern boy
0: I'm going to roll, alright Yes, guess uh, Texas tech control moving the ball there. okay, Shuck rushes at 10 and a half, what did Jarrett say?
5: Jarrett is going to roll
0: Pete, 10
10: and a half
5: a lot oh. of scrambles yeah,
10: I'm going to roll too uh, I would probably say rock, but I just don't think he makes the whole game. So yeah. I think roll is uh, the. So you ideal. are saying
0: roll or yes? Okay, role. okay. Yeah. I thought you said you were saying both, and I was like, I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> All right. It's like push pull. It's <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah. right. McRae TD catches at point five. Pete.
5: Will he make a catch or not?
10: A touchdown.
5: Touchdown catch.
10: Uh, I'll, I'll rock.
5: Jarrett will rock also.
10: One. Um, um, yeah, I think I have to say rock because everything else is roll. So they See, gotta, we're gonna, if we're going to score points on points, we have to do it somehow. Somebody's right. got to catch them, Ryan.
0: Okay. Josiah Pierre tackles at eight and a half, Pete. I'll, I'll rock.
1: Jared it, is going to roll.
0: Intern boy. I'm going to roll as well. All right. Up next, turnover ratio. Uh, We've got a set at Texas Tech plus two and a half for tonight. Do you,
3: think, do you think it will
5: be take three university, Pete? Because Jared yeah. said
0: yes. Yeah,
3: but if they get take three and they get one, it's two. So I'm going to roll. Ooh. Ooh, man, that's that's it's simple math, guys. Pete is
10: playing it's chess. It's simple math. Nice. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to roll as well. Shuck's I, I, been not that great with turnovers, and then if Morton comes in, he hasn't even gotten any game time, so right. he might be uh, might be mistake prone yeah. just from not having a lot of experience wow. this year. All right, uh,
0: let's go to Victor Gabbalas. Uh, Gabbalas. Victor Gabales, pass yards, two oh seven and a half. Uh, i I'm, I'll rock. Getting rock. rock. I'm going
10: to rock. I All think right. you could get almost 400.
0: Yeah, they've got a good offense. That is the strength of their team, so that's probably not to, not crazy to think there. Um, Tarleton State first downs 12 and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm going to rock.
5: Jarrett rolled.
0: I'm going to rock. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are right on the rock there on that one. Um Keelan Johnson catches at uh, four and a half tonight.
5: Jarrett rolls. Intern boy.
10: Um, I'm gonna rock. He's, yeah, he's really good. I mean, yeah, I'd be he's he has almost 300 yards, but he only has seven catches. Mm-hmm. So it's just deep balls. I think they're gonna get it to him a little short yard, so they can actually get the ball. Moving. And how
0: many catches does he have to have? Seven or no, five. he's four and a half. So five to to rock.
10: Five. Okay, I'll I'll rock. Okay. All right, a couple
0: more here. Tarleton State punts, four and a quarter.
5: It's their season <laughs> average.
0: Uh, I'm going to rock.
5: Jarrett's going to roll.
0: I'm going to roll. All right. Finally, in rock or roll. Okay, Sean, we, we're going to have to trust that you're going to be the guy counting every individual <laughs> oh, this person. This sounds like an intern boy or, duty. This is, it this does, fire. doesn't it? It yeah. does. How did
5: you what guess. you wish for. How did you guess that this was an intern boy duty?
0: Yeah. What's the highest you can count to? <laughs> Hopefully 31,000. All right, so we've said it. So fans in the stands in the third quarter, 31,230. Pete, I know you're very passionate about this issue.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to rock because at halftime they're honoring the 70th anniversary of the mast rider at least 47 previous riders are here plus it's the alumni band today
10: i i'm gonna say uh they're gonna be so i'm gonna rock uh, I'm gonna say rock as well. I think the uh, myself. I missed the lights uh, last week. I'm I'm actually pretty curious to see those. And I know between the third and fourth quarters when it really comes up. Yeah. So uh, I think I think fans are going to want to see that again.
0: All right, LED lights. Uh, keep sure, keeping them
10: around. He he. He
0: think it'd be less than that, but it's less. not even hot. I think that people stayed. Light. It was it was pretty warm last weekend. Everybody stayed. It was Oregon. I get it. It was a close game. But but hey, you know it's a beautiful night for football. And, uh, you know, chimneys can wait.
5: If, if it's 64 to nothing, he'll be gone.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, when we come back here. One final segment to get to. We'll have some final thoughts in the game tonight. Uh, we'll do uh, our predictions uh, as well. Coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter rocking pregame. We're outside of Red Raider Outfitter. Still time to get over here and grab you some new gear for the game tonight, if you so desire. They got the best stuff in town. Uh, by It's not even close. So a stop by here. We're just across from the, uh, from the Jones. Time for the final word. All right, so final thoughts for the game and predictions. I know, Pete, you're about to go do a live shot on KCBD. we got to get you over your day job. You go first. I'll go Tech 52 to 20. Enjoy the game, guys. Thanks. All right, we'll see you on TV there, Pete. Um, all right, so uh,
10: intern boy, it's your big moment right here. Uh, yesterday I said 52 to 27. Uh, I think I gave Tarleton a little too much credit. I'm going to go 52 to 24. All right, I don't think yesterday morning we talked
0: about this. Uh, it, I think I I probably underestimated Tarleton State's offense a little bit and gave too much credit to Tech's defense. I'm going to readjust here, but I still think Tech scores a lot. I've got 58-27, Texas Tech. What'd you say? Uh, 52-24. Okay, 52. Sean, what do you got?
5: Oh, please, points, points, points. 64-28 yeah.
0: Tech. I love that. All right. Well, either way, Tech should uh, should win this game. Got a great night for football. Man, the, the weather just, man, it's nice and cool. It's fake fall, but just embrace it and enjoy it. Uh, fake fall is in full effect tonight, so if you can wait for it to cool down. You got your wish tonight. So we got Texas Tech and Tarleton State. This game is, uh, what, what's, it, what's this game on? I forget here. It's ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus. That's right. ESPN Plus. Uh, hopefully you got that um, if you're not able to come to the game. But we're going to have a big crowd tonight, big student section. It's all good. 6 o'clock tonight, it's the Rockin' Pre Game. This has
1: been a presentation of Rock 101.1 Sports.